my time now I'm gonna be myself Or I could be someone else No one's stopping me now I'm gonna skip my breaks I'm gonna make mistakes I just wanna feel alive It's just what I do when I'm out So try not to hold me down Feel alive Hey, this is Champaign, Illinois native Emily Harrington coming to you from Kitchen Table Studios in the ever-evolving, sometimes boring, flatlands of Champaign-Urbana for the next podcast episode of Hyperlocals, where townies and transplants share their tales of tears and triumphs, losses and wins, so stay tuned to catch the characters behind the beloved Twin Cities of CU. Tales from Two Townies with Andrew and Emily. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Hyperlocals. We're going to do a special reoccurring segment backed by popular demand. My husband, Uh best friend, Andrew Harrington, is going to pop on every few months, and we're just going to sit down and chat and reminisce and talk everything townies. Is this like a, a marital counseling session, or are we just going to have a chat? Okay. Not hardly, honey. This is a chance for you to flex your comedic muscles. All right. Okay? Okay. Andrew got a little bit of the podcast bug from episode one, if you haven't seen that. <laughs> so go back and listen up to that, because it was very good. We thought we would talk today about a theme and a subject that we have a lot to say about. My uncle actually suggested this, and I thought... Shout out to JD. <laughs> I thought this would be um, a great conversation starter. We're going to go back in time to parties and mostly parties that went sour in our youth. Okay. All right. You want to go back there, huh? I got to really go back into the cobwebs of my brain for that one. Because Andrew and I are one thing that's unique about our relationship is we shared a lot of the same experiences um, since we knew each other in high school and we're good friends in high school, really. We were. That is true. Yes, we shared a lot of the same uh, circle of friends. Yeah. So we're going to start with the suggestion JD had was one epic party that went terribly wrong. This has to deal with you, correct? So I think JD (laughs) knows because it deals with your... Parents. Parents and father. And you were in attendance, if you recall. I was in attendance, yes. So I threw parties quite often in high school. Yeah, I didn't know you at the time. This is probably freshman year, but they were like, oh, Emily Fletcher's having a party at her house. It's like, whoa, what's this? Just like with everything, word gets around, right? Yes. So the parties were small freshman year, small sophomore year. And they just kind of like increased in size. It was always like the beginning of the year, wasn't it? And notoriety. Because your birthday's in September, right? Wasn't it always kind of like a quote unquote birthday party? This was a birthday party. Yes. And so we had spent the whole day preparing and we're just got around, I guess. Making finger foods or no? What was preparing? No. Okay. This was not like Getting your dress. This was not like a punch. Okay. And hors d'oeuvres party. This was a just bring yourself party, right? But. People brought a lot more than themselves. Okay. So my parents, my mom wanted to have the party. My dad did not want to have the party. Sounds right. (laughs) My mom and dad were in the living room and people were just starting to filter in. And they came not through the house, but through the sides of the house, right? We're like in central Champaign. Through the backyards. So very quickly, 
both sides of the street are filling up with cars and people are flooding in my backyard, wheeling in industrial size coolers right under my parents' literal nose. It got out of hand super, super fast. And now it was dark. And Andrew, where do you come into play here? I think we heard about this party from you and we decided, you know, I think we were, we had some friends that were driving at that time. We rode our bikes to your party. Right, smartly. I had had a nice uh, personal soft strap-on cooler. I think I strapped it on, you know, kind of like a little fanny pack across the shoulders deal. A little bigger than that. Rode our bikes up to your house, started the party. And I do remember, actually, I'm pretty sure this is the one where I had a close friend. Somehow his mom found out or she dropped him off. I don't know. That Uh, was a different party. Okay, different party. Well, she came and like dragged him out of there personally. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quickly forming a bad reputation for being this party throwing bad girl. Yeah. I mean, I was always like, (laughs) I mean, I don't remember really seeing you much at the party. It was more just like, hey, there's too many people. Yeah. It's like, you know, everyone was like, oh, wow, there's a party. You know, you're at that age. It's like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, drink we can go here and oh my god we got a place to go like you don't have to go to like some weird park in the middle of nowhere yeah. at the night or drive around it's like oh my god you got somewhere to go like at that age like that was anywhere to go and like sit gold. down is like that's it so everyone's going like everyone you know not from our school from other schools everyone's piling in central centennial yeah. urbana well then you know obviously like the neighbors i mean anyone's gonna notice oh, this awful so well you could you can go from there, but I'm pretty sure uh, the quickly as the, the sun set, the law enforcement yeah arrived. the police arrived and I they came straight to the backyard. And, this, and whenever a police arrives at a party with people that young, I mean, it, you should see it. It's like people hopping over fences. Just it's just like chaos. Everyone's running a mass exodus. I think we hop. I think we bailed. you went through the back we fence. Went, we jumped over a fence, got our stuff, and rode off into the sunset or you know the darkness of night. But yes. So who's left? So who's left to pick up the pieces but Emily and her parents. Wah-wah. Yeah. So my dad has to go talk to the police. And they put my dad in handcuffs. And they take him and arrest him for the first time in his life. Poor Randy. He's arrested for contributing to minors. They give my mom a breathalyzer. And she passes. Thank God she had the clear mind to not drink that night so that... If anything went awry, she was of sound mind. So now my dad is carted off. Their poor little to jail daughters. You know they just want to have a birthday party, and then it all turns sour. And I'm pretty sure word gets out quick, right? I mean, yeah. You had relatives that lived close by. So my aunt calls me, and she's infuriated. She lived down the street and thought it was a terrible idea from the beginning. So I feel triply terrible. Like I'm sick to my stomach, to be honest. But that night, I had to get in the car. Pretend like I hadn't been drinking and go bail my dad out of jail with my mom. Ouch. Yeah. He comes out. He's obviously upset. He doesn't have shoelaces in his shoes because they made him take them off for safety purposes. I guess that's what they do to inmates. I mean, it was just the worst. The next morning, I want to die. Mm. To add to my dad's utter frustration and disgust that next day he went to the shower in his basement bathroom to wash off the stink of jail. And when he opened that shower curtain, he found an abandoned tailgate size cooler. It was just like another F you. And to make things worse, on the front page of the News Gazette is the headline. Yeah, get their clicks. Yeah. You know, party of over 75 gets busted by police. 
And I should add, this is when everyone got the paper in their driveway first thing in the morning. So not only, I mean, my reputation and my parents' reputation just goes to hell. And then we have to get a lawyer to fight this charge. And all of the, like my dear friends at the party wrote letters that the lawyer gave the judge to say that my dad was trying to control the party to make him seem innocent and he was he had come out in the backyard to start taking away beers but it was just too fast and too much for him to control and i mean it's just something that i will never never forget that moment did no. you write a letter <clears throat> no i did not write a, i was never asked to write a letter are you I sure would have about a letter, that? especially how what would you have I would wrote? wrote a letter i was like hey he is an honorable man i'll never forget the speech he gave at our wedding he said you know there's only a few gentlemen he called me a gentleman well he's he's definitely a gentleman nothing will bother him you know he's just the most even killed laid back kind of guy so the punishment um, did not fit the crime it did not you know i think i'm sure you know at the time they were just trying to break it i mean looking back yeah when you're like 15 16 17 year olds hundreds of them at a house you know in central champagne i mean looking back you're like okay yeah there's no way that wasn't a good idea which is gonna fly under the radar and let them just go crazy you know so but yeah i mean getting arrested and putting your name you know your your picture in the newspaper uh Looking back, you know, it's a funny story now. It's something you can tell our kids and they'll tell their kids. That's the way I look at it. It's like your mom said, find the silver lining. The silver lining is you got a good story. Yeah. No one got hurt. Your dad, everything's good with him. No job loss or anything like that. It was just a, you know, kind of a a bad uh, personal moment in time moment and reputational thing at the time. But so there's also we had a best friend. I had a best friend that lived down the street from Andrew. And at one point. She so now we're moving on to a separate subject, right? Similar time frame. Similar time frame, high school, you know, probably like, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior years when you're, like I said, looking for any open place to go hang out versus like a park or anywhere really. You know? And this happened to be her parents were out of town, yep. your parents were out of town, and there was a strip of sidewalk between the two houses. Yes. So within a few minutes walking, we could just take the sidewalk between the two houses. Yeah. So she was supposed to be staying at my house, but we had the foresight to take her house keys, copy them at Ace Hardware. Smart. So that we had a copy because her parents were going to take the keys so she couldn't get back in the house. But we had thought ahead, Andrew. Copy those keys. So then we were just able so to wait, go So wait, the freely. hardware store didn't notice like, hey, these two young no. high school girls are going to go copy a key. We're just going to go let them do no. it. No. Yeah, interesting. Guys must have really charmed them. I guess. Your good looks. I guess. And youth, yeah. So was that the time with the broken keg? <sighs> container well i don't know because that would have been my house right whenever my parents are gone i was the kid that got caught every time i did anything because your mom doesn't well yeah miss but even thing. like you know if my brother let's say would have a party or my sister like they wouldn't get caught but if i had a party like i tended to go big though you know i wonder a, why that is we had a keg i think we borrowed a trash can from this same neighbor you mentioned your friend and uh, didn't realize at the time that the oh, trash God. can had a big crack in the bottom so you know you have put the keg in there you put the ice and you're you know tapping it and all this beer is over overflowing we thought oh yeah we did good you know we uh had a fun night no one busted us that night you're free and clear free and clear i mean granted the party wasn't crazy it was you know maybe like 40 50 people there at the top that's pretty yeah, it crazy is. it is but regardless got through it and i think i'm all good well then like my parents come home like two days later and oh, the whole yeah. basement just reeks like old beer stale beer. a camp it's like, like camps. it's like a yeah because like the trash can was just like leaking this beer water into the basement and it just stunk you know you can't get that out prior to that andrew did it ever occur to you that it smelled down there 
you're just so young and dumb, you know? I mean, I remember at the time, you know, my parents had an you know, island in the kitchen that had like a vent, you know, for cooking. Sure. And like, we thought we were cool. Like, it would vent kitchen smells. Yeah, like we're blowing our like smoke in this vent, not thinking it's just like not going anywhere. Like, and it, you know, she had to replace that because it just smelled like cigarettes and. Did she call stuff. you out for the keg beer? Yeah, like, why does the basement smell like a freaking brewery down there? Yeah, and so I had to tell her, whoops, and then they found out. I got a lot of stories like that. You know, they were, I think, I mean, recently they were redoing their basement. They had to go back in this cross space we used to use a long time ago, and we would just throw empty beer cans, empty bottles of liquor, all that stuff. We'd just throw it in the back of the cross space, like this little hole. we just chuck stuff back there for years. Go, like, two decades later when my parents are, like, getting work done. This is, like, the last couple of years, you know. And uh, they said the contractor went down in there, and they pulled out bags and it's bags disgusting. and bags of old beer bottles and... What was junk. The, what was the end game with throwing your stuff? Were you gonna, you're hiding it. You don't want to throw it in the trash. But were you going to get it later? I don't know. You, you, you thought they just you never just, You just throw it. You don't think. So who had to clean it up? I think the guy they hired to do their work, I think. So you and your brother, Scott Free. Yeah, so hey, it worked. Yeah, so I mean, I got a lot of stories. I know one that you mentioned. Uh-huh. Your same friend who used to live by me, I believe you guys oh, were going yeah. to her house. And you guys were like out on her patio like yes, drinking. still in your neighborhood. And my mom, shout out to Marianne, drove by so and saw she was, you girls She was out, out of there. town and she had given me permission to use her back patio to pre-game before going to like Club 51 or that teen club. So we brought a case of beer over there and we parked in her driveway and I was just going to the backyard with a couple of friends and sure enough slowly creeping by here she comes we were obviously not dating at the time but I don't know she knew who I was but she knew that they were out of town yeah they kind of had like her and you know my family and and the neighbor family had kind of a thing where they had watched over each other's houses so they were like who's this what are these young like Really? Really? Just leave, right? And though she told you guys, like, you better get out of here. She goes, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Turned around, got in our car, found another place. Yeah. Busted. And in turn, didn't the dad that lived at that house... Yeah, so, you know, come full circle, I another time I had people over at my parents' house when they were gone, and uh, we were in the house, in the garage, you know, smoking, drinking, all of a sudden the garage door just opens. Oh, no. And in there is standing uh, your friend's dad right in the middle of the driveway, right in front of him. He's like, Andrew? Salty. I'm like, whoops. What did you I have like say? A, I have like a two-foot bong in the kitchen. I'm like, uh, sorry. He's like, yeah, you guys need to leave. We're like, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, it's another one of those talks in the music room afterwards. With By the your dad? Yeah. What was your typical grounding? Do you remember? Uh, I don't know. You know, it's usually like not going out. I mean, I couldn't drive my car. My parents finally realized, you know, smartly, I'm not going to drive on weekend nights anymore. So I couldn't drive on weekend nights. So your poor I would always other have friends. To get, yeah, I know. I would always have to get a ride with someone just because they were like, no, you're not bringing your car out because they knew better. Were you under supervision or were you and your brother and sister in charge of yourselves? We had supervision. A lot of times I would, so a lot of those, when those parties happened, I would spend the night at my buddy's house. Like we had like baseball, you know, so uh-huh. I couldn't, I couldn't go on like spring break down to Florida. I'd have to stay with my buddy. You know, that week, because we'd have, like, baseball practice, and, you know, you're in high school, you can't miss those. Um, Sure. So we'd stay over there, and then, obviously, we'd go back to my house and, you know, Mm -hmm. live it up. But, yeah, that that was was it. You know, also in your house, at one time, I was upstairs getting sick in one of the bathrooms. Oof. Yep. And Andrew was making curfew at this friend's house. Yeah, so we always had to go back, you know, clean up, go back to my buddy's house. But So Andrew thinks he's... 
Yep. Tidied up the house, put lock that al- and key. Put, put that alarm cut on. Put that alarm on. And I'm upstairs getting sick. Yeah, I do remember that time. I think I was like, whose shoes are these? Oh, I was Andrew. like, Andrew. I was like, I don't even know. I was like, oh, someone left their shoes. A couple of people left their shoes. And I just like armed the house, put the alarm on, oh, see my ya. God. And then I get this call. I think you guys called us and you're like, oh, uh, we're still in your house. I'm like, thank God we had cell phones. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I think I went back and let you guys out. Or I don't know how it, uh, yeah, I must have. Or no, I think you gave. I gave you the code to get out. And yeah. Rearm it. Yep. And we were able to get That's out. That's right. But if I would have opened that door, that would have been bad. Your parents would have been alerted. Yep. It all would have blown up. That's right. Yeah, we're lucky we made it out alive. Yeah. One of the problems, and I think us growing up, our particular class or classes seemed to be, I think one of the teachers termed us crack babies because we had older siblings. You're growing up in a college town. Yeah. And like, you're just around that. But we've kind of followed their lead and and they all had subleases on campus. That was the thing to do is like, once you're out of high school, it's like senior year, it's like you're looking for an apartment that summer. It's funny because most people get their apartment. I mean, I remember when I was 15, my brother and them, you know, because he was a senior and like his friends, they got an apartment their summer senior year yeah. after that. And we were 15. We just, we were just after our freshman year, we would ride our bikes from Champagne to go to their keg parties at like right. 15. One time we went up there and uh, we rode our bikes and we come down. This is like, you know, we have to be home by like 11 or 1130. So we're like, you know, we go to the party like eight and, you know, we're young and doing like beer bongs and keg stands. And everyone's like, what are these young kids doing here? And then, then we, we go downstairs so and get cool. our bikes uh, and we look and someone like tore the hell out of our bikes, like bent the tires, broke off the couple of the um, pedals and like just totally destroyed our bikes. And we had, we had like ride home that night with like one wheel working and like wobbly bikes. But yeah, we still managed to do it. Didn't your brother live next to my brother? Yes. So they all, yep. I think your brother and, and Joey. And this is, is this Joey Daniel and Street? This was like Daniel Street, like fifth or fourth and Daniel. Yeah. They had a they had a couple apartments. They had one there that so you're just growing up around that, you know. And it's like, exactly. hey, my older brother's got a keg on campus, let's go. That's right. like the thing to do, you know. And it wasn't him, it was like we knew a lot of people doing that. And that was like just that's what you grew up with. Didn't your dad I thought he had to come pick you up one time on campus? <sighs> so that was a different time. That was my other friend's brother had a place and uh <laughs> Uh, we were at his place partying and we came downstairs. I think it was like, I don't know what, but we were like just walking downstairs, like a 30 pack of beer. And all of a sudden this cop Uh pulls us over or, you know, with liquor, obviously we're like 16, 15 or 16. He knows we're like young and he, the cop pulls us over and we're like wasted. And he's like, Hey, you you know, he starts writing his tickets and he made us call someone. So I called my dad. I was like super drunk too. And I was like thinking like, Oh, maybe my dad can help me get at me out of this one. You know, my dad just picked us up and drove us home and he was like really upset. And yeah, that was another time. And I remember he took my friend home and you know, my friend's dad came out there and you know, my buddy was like, we always joke he was like standing and like you couldn't stand up and you know his dad's like yelling at him and it's just like one of those funny stories you look back on when sometimes when you're drunk you try to act more sober yeah yeah and he was like couldn't stand up right yeah like <laughs> in, his, in his living room was we also had subleases when it came our time like after senior yeah year. yeah so we did that same thing i'll never i'll never forget our senior year uh we you were could so get some awesome we places, were so like 500 ex- bucks yeah, like most people got on campus we found this house right across the street from edison on prairie you know it's on green street and prairie this old huge like five bedroom looked like a bed and breakfast type house yeah. you know it's like those old school houses and we it had like a we loved it because it had like this like beer garden it had like this patio that oh, was like fenced that. in yeah. with vines like oh this would be a great place to have a party 
I mean, somehow these people leased it to us. We were like 18, five dudes. And uh, that's just like you asking who copied our key yeah. at Ace. Who rented you I guys know. a house? I don't know. Well, it was, we saw in the newspaper and we called and we got this that place. That's crazy. Right across the street from Edison. And uh, we had it that summer. And yeah, we would throw parties there all summer. I'll never forget. I think one time there was a Tyson. Mike Tyson had a boxing match against Lewis. I forget. It was like the first or second one. And we had kegs and we had tons of people come over. You know, we had uh, two TVs set up. You can like split the cable. So we had it all wired up. So we had two TVs going. We had kegs. We had tons of people over the fight starting and my buddy accidentally hits the remote oh my god and we couldn't get the fight back on the tv because it was like this special pay-per-view channel and like felt like an attorney but it was like 10 minutes Ugh. we could not get it back on i bet you guys were we missed like the first round of the fight it was a, it was a pretty short fight and we missed and that's why people were coming over to you know obviously we were charging money sure. for drinks and blah, blah blah and we missed like the first like round of that tyson uh lewis fight i think it was like 2000 to maybe summer well, we graduated whatever that was yeah i have to go back and google that but yeah so that was you know and then yeah we had this old house and it was just like who the hell would rent that to some young kids but that's what happened in the summer that's what you do and there a lot of times awesome. a lot of times when we talk about sublease too it's it's these people it's like college kids that would go home for the summer yeah and they want to like make some money they don't just want to pay rent and then just have the place sit empty so they would just like sublease to people and like you know if you're at a high school a senior or even like your first year out of freshman you come back home you don't necessarily want to live with your parents so you'll just go like find a sublease and work an so agreement cheap. out with some people and next thing you know you're living in their apartment for uh, the summer it's very unique to our area yeah I feel yeah like. and that that's what we did and, and i don't feel like a lot of kids do that anymore yeah you don't hear about that much anymore but it was the best summers yeah it really sure. was so the same friend that cut the fight yeah 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 he was notoriously known for throwing consistent parties and having people over yeah we'd always go to his mom's house all yes. the time for sure and like i'm her she kindly turned a blind eye yeah no we'd go over there all the time and uh i'll never forget one time we went to this like rental city this is like we're like 17 and we go rent Wait, how resourceful dude were we? we were crazy like we went to like rental city and rented a huge outdoor tent and they just like oh yeah hey sure you got you got a hundred dollars sure and they gave us this huge outdoor tent all the like the metal poles and everything i mean we're talking this thing's like big like what you'd see at like a you know, a college graduation party. This isn't like a little like tailgating tent. So we just like get it. We set it up. Somehow we set it up ourselves. You put the poles in the ground. We have to stake it. Which I feel like you yeah. couldn't do that and today. And then I got my older cousin who was like 22 at the time to get us a keg. And we just like, I think we did that a couple times. We had a, yeah. I think the last time it actually got busted by the cops. And that was another like similar to yours. We were like jumping over fences. Yeah. His, his mom, mom, his mom his she mom, hid in the attic. Yeah, she hid in the attic. It was just like a mess. So but. just like you called your dad and were, was coming from this responsible place. You thought you were doing the right thing. Yeah. I called my mom. I said, the cops are here. I'm very scared. You know, <laughs> crocodile tears. Yeah. Trying to be this adult, responsible oh, person. And we're just kind of like, it's just yeah. like the most master manipulation. Oh, for sure. It is. I mean, you're trying to get, I'm, I'm nervous about our boys growing up because I can only imagine. I like, feel like kids are better these days. I really do. It seems like it. Yeah. Although I'm a little worried because like now it's <laughs> like, you know, in our days it was like. Word of mouth. That, but just even like, I mean, now they have like vape pens and like gummy, like everything to hide it. Like you don't yeah. know anything. There's so much more shit out there now that's so easy to conceal or it's just different than when we did it. If someone in high school had pot, oh, you could smell, smell it. a mile away. Like, yeah, Our you whole chemistry class filled yeah. with fumes of skunk. Now it's like you can like carry a vape pen in your pocket. And it's and like much more discreet. Do it in like the back of the classroom and no one knows. It's just crazy. You well, know, it's funny because we're talking about parties. It's kind of off topic, but you know, in college at Marquette, we used to have these crazy parties 
parties where you, when you're older, you could like have these house parties. You'd rent a keg and like the freshman would come up there. You charge like $5 a cup. You get like a hundred people up there. Well, we did that for a couple of years. It's a good way to make like, you make like a couple hundred dollars a night and you go to the bars on that. But like one of my buddies did that and the Milwaukee police were actually cracking down on these type of parties Uh-oh. and they charged him as like operating a tavern without a license. And they were doing that all the time. Thank God we didn't get, and they, they had like tens of thousand dollars in fines and court costs, but it finally got resolved. That was a big deal. They were like cracking down on college parties in Milwaukee at the time. So anyways, a little tangent there, but it was some good times. I'm going to tell you that. It was good, but I don't know. It's just like, <laughs> you don't, yeah, don't, you don't look back on it fondly. I do, and I don't. I do, but it's just like, I can't believe we got away with that. I like, can't believe we did either. stupid, but you know, it's a lesson learned and it's, you know, fun looking back and they're always a good story. And the, but we're still no friends. One got, no one got hurt. We're still friends with all these we're people. We're still friends with all those people. We could go back and talk about all those fun times, but yeah, I mean, it's just grow, the growing up process. At that age, you think you know everything, but you really don't. No. And uh, you can't get away with it. I mean, if I saw like a bunch of friggin' 16, 17 year olds like in our neighborhood, like throwing a massive party, yeah, I'd probably, I think I'd call the cops, so I'd probably go over there and be like, what the hell's going on? What are you doing? It's a different time. Like, it, it stands out. You know what I mean? Our parents say their time was a different time, you know? So yes. it's growth yeah. through every generation. So let's see here, Emily. This is kind of moving off topic. This is podcast number eight uh-huh how's it going can we get a little update on the podcast how's i feel it going? like it's going really well good. i think it's going great how do you feel <laughs> i feel good do you, you know i it's really funny because it. now my, emily and i have these headphones on when we first did it our first podcast we recorded that what like months before our it came out the summer and we didn't months. know what we were doing no like i just got you this equipment we didn't even have the headphones on so we're like what's wrong with our sound like why is her mic doing this and mine's doing that we finally got it figured out you got some help with some people yeah just a lot of trial and error, but I think it's going really well. So, uh, but thank you for coming back on. You're welcome. And you'll continue to come on and yeah, we'll tell I can, stories. Maybe I'll do a little routine, you know. You'll keep, yeah, you'll she's keep like, us entertained. She's, like, she's giving me that. No, no. I'm stop. giving him the rap yeah, sign. Like, Wrap it up. Come on. Gotta go. Okay. Anything else you want to say? Uh, you know, anything else I want to say? I hope everyone's enjoying their day if they're listening to this for the night. I don't know. That's much it. Else Thank to... you so much for coming on. You're welcome, Emily. Any, hey, I'm here to support you 100%. So you'll do Tales from tales Two Townies? from the Two Townies. What other Tales do we have? I we don't know. Are I we just going to go back to our youth? Can we do some... Uh, future Insights? Future Insights, you know, places to hang out. Places. We'll keep thinking about it. We'll keep thinking about it. All right. Andrew, thank you so much. You're love welcome. you. I got to head back to the office now, folks. So that's what I'm plugging. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Love you. Thank love you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. However, your podcast host of choice allows, please positively rate, review, comment, and give all the stars. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, share, and ring that notification bell. Also, search and follow Hyperlocal CU on all social media. If I forgot anything or you need me, visit my website at hyperlocalcu.com. Bye.